straight through the sticks <laughs> with three seconds to go. And as the clock does wind down, Peter Goff will blow the whistle. And the Warriors will finish the 2023 NRL season inside the top four. And, well, when was the last time that happened? It's been 13, 15 years since they last played a home final at Go Media Stadium, Mount Smart. They will get that. Whether it's week one or week two, they will get it. They have defeated the Dragons here, 18 points to six at Go Media Stadium, Mount Smart. The Dragons, real trouble of potentially picking up their first ever wooden spoon. It wasn't the prettiest win once again from the Warriors, Kempe, but they got the two points. And as they go to Suncorp next week, they know that they will finish regardless inside the NRL's top four. I'll tell you what, there's a couple of teams limping into the finals and the Warriors are one of those teams having lost Luke Metcalf with a hamstring injury and a number of other players there carrying small but significant injuries because you can tell by the way that they're playing they're not at 100%. Sammy against the St George side that they should have really wrapped this game up in the first half. 18 points to six. Are you happy with that? Well, you only had to look at the coach's box straight after full time where they were out of that box as quick as they ca could to get back down to that change room one for their team to come in. I don't think they'll be happy with that win tonight. Yes, it's another win, Sammy. It's three scratchy wins in a row for the Warriors here at Mount Smart. They cruise on the road to the Dolphins next week. They've got to win that one. What will Webster do next week? Will he rest some players? Will he bring back to Mighty Martin? Those are all questions that we'll find out later in the week. But tonight, it's scratchy. They get the two points. They're in the top four. That's the main thing. And they get the job done in front of 25,000 people. Texture on double eight double three. Let us know how you saw or heard the game this evening. You can call 0800-150-811 and uh, give us your thoughts on the match here. Uh, there's understandably some concerns from people uh, with how the Warriors have performed over the last few weeks and tonight may just be another area of concern for Andrew Webster but it's time to get our Build People Player of the Day thanks to Build People Kempe who is getting you three points this evening Well Simon's picked it, Chancellor Coxett has had an absolute barnstorm I'm not just talking about the way that he's stopped play but the way that he's just carried play on the first tackle and the last tackle remember that big play and I thought one of those toughest plays most courageous plays that chance look at said might be up for the toughest play of the day thanks to UD truck, your premium everyday truck, was when he charged that uh, kick down the St. George player with chance look at Clocksey. You remember, normally takes that fifth tackle ta um, carry and gets back behind the football to stop that because right in, the, in amongst it, that would have caught, caught the game back in St. George's half and caught the Warriors off guard. But for Chancellor Clockstead tonight, I'm telling you right now, if he's not playing, they don't win the game. So Chancellor Clockstead, our Bill People player of the day, Bill People, New Zealand's top talent recruiter, Kempi, our Grain Corp quality moment, Grain Corp feeds your trusted partner for quality dairy feed options. What was your best, your favourite moment of the game? Well, I, I'm going to I'm going to say that Adam Fanua Blake try right at the end. I think you've got to give that to the Warriors just for hanging in there. Everything going against them, and they go back to what they know. Sean Johnson puts that little kick through. Aidan Fanua Blake, for the amount of time that he... I'm talking about clock time that he's played on the park, who would have thought that he would have made that, that touchdown? And we'll go, I'll go back to last season. He ain't going to get there. No way in the world he's going to get there. You know what I mean? But he is at a different level this year, pushes himself through, gets him to 16 points to six. 
And I think Aidan Fanua Blake tonight, that's the big player play, play of the night. Right, and uh, let's go to our key matchups for MG. Find out who took charge. MGHS, the more you've been looking for. Let's start with Adam Pompey, Zach Lomax. Uh, it was all Adam Pompey in the first half, Kempi, but Zach Lomax in the second half pretty much kept the Dragons in it. That's right. I'll call it all square. Got the try too, didn't he? Zach Lomax, he may have given one away in the first half to Pompey, but he caught one back in the second half, and I'm going to call that one all square. Zach Lomax had one disallowed as well. Uh, out there on that left edge, and all but for Little been pulled back for dropping that ball. I didn't think he dropped it. I thought he planted on the leg, but still had control of it, but the referee didn't see it that way. The St. George Dragons may have got up against a pretty scratchy Warriors side tonight, but on that one there, I'm going to call it evens. Ben Hunt, Sean Johnson in the halves. Kempi, wasn't a great performance from either of the two number sevens. What no, do you reckon? No points for Sean Johnson tonight on the Dally M's, and that's got to hurt him going into next week against the Dolphins. He needs points every game, I think, to stay with Payne Haas especially the way that that boy's playing up at the Brisbane Broncos. But, oh, look, both halfbacks were pretty ordinary tonight, I thought. I thought Sean Johnson didn't manage the game as he would have liked to, liked to have done, and especially in that first half when they were down and they'd lost Zach Lomax and the winger out here on this left edge, and they'd gone to a back rower and a hooker as the defenders. He didn't even see that, didn't want to go there, and they uh, went into halftime only 10 points up. And on the other, other side, I'll tell you right now, if you're a St. George supporter and you watch Origin, and you watch Ben Hunt play that game, you are so disappointed. Josh Curran, Dan Russell, that was the last matchup. Kempi, who took charge in that one? Well, Dan, well, both of them ended up in the centres, you know what I mean? And I, and I think both of them did, did a good enough job tonight. You know, Josh Curran coming back, playing 80 minutes. Uh, I think Jackson Ford goes straight back into that side next week, Sammy. Don't worry about that. But uh, I'm going to give that one an even turn. I think the, across the board, the difference here was the Warriors side playing at home. I think St. George... Ben Hunt, maybe if they play this game over there in Wollongong, they probably don't get it, the Warriors. But tonight, I'm going to give it to the 18th man. I think the crowd got the Warriors home. It was a sellout crowd here. 25,000, which could be the biggest crowd of the season we've had, Kimby. But those were our key matchups, and that was who was taking charge. Thanks to MGHS, the more you've been looking for. And finally, Kimby, someone who really put their heart out today, our toughest of the day, UD Trucks, your premium everyday truck. That'll go the extra mile. Who went the extra mile, do you think? I think Chancellor Clockstead gets that. Just the way that... Uh, he got around the football field. He's played with his heart on his sleeve, has Chancellor Clockstead, unlike a lot of the players. Him and, him and Toru Harris went toe for toe, one in the middle, one in the back. But for me, Chancellor Clockstead, if it, like I said, Sammy, he's not out there. I don't think they get it. Right, so there you go. If you want to text through, you can uh, get us on double eight double three. You can call 0800-150811 if you're leaving Mount Smart and you want to give us your thoughts on the game, how you saw it all play out, and maybe some of your concerns. We will try and get the post-match press conferences from Ryan Carr and Andrew Webster as they come to us, but we'll take a short break here. On Warriors Live, It is uh, we've got plenty to come with our post-game analysis between now and 11 o'clock. Stay with us. 18 points to six, the Warriors get the W, they get the two points, and they keep themselves inside the NRL's top four for the 2023 season. If they lose next week and Melbourne win both this weekend and next weekend, they might find themselves in fourth position. Uh, but either way, they will be in the top four, Kempi, and that means a home final here at Gomeda Stadium, Mount Smart, uh, at some stage throughout the playoffs, which will be is massive it, the first time since 2008. Is it here? Good question. A home final somewhere. Are you calling that too early? Home final somewhere. Oh, yes. Okay. Man, I'm tired, Kempi. <laughs> I'm really hey, tired. You know what's really interesting? I'm really tired. You know what's really interesting? Yeah. So it's the last game of the season. Yeah. 25,000 people. Yep. Everyone's hanging around here. Mm. And over the last three weeks that we've been here calling the football, the Warriors have not hopped off the football field for half an hour after the game. Ten minutes into the, 
into full time, no one on the pitch. Yeah, they are all gone. Um, They're not happy. They're not happy with tonight's effort. I don't think they are, Kempi. Sean Johnson's down there taking autographs or signing autographs, um, of course, his 250th game. But I think you're right. I think and they're probably just gassed as well, wanting to get off the field. An interesting text that did come in here from Cess that says, fellas, have you heard or seen anything to indicate that the team have been getting thrashed at training recently before they begin to taper off their load before the playoffs? It might have a correlation with the flattish performance of late. Hopefully a laid-back week coming in. What do you reckon? What do you make of that, Kim? Well, it's not so much you get thrashed. You try you try and get most of your good work into the team at the beginning of the week, and then you're taping it through the back end. Um, but in, in answering that question, they do look mentally fatigued. I've got to say tonight, uh, for long periods of the game, they were just going through the motion, but they were good enough to go through the motion up against a St. George static offense, uh, offense that had nothing other than a kicking game at the back end of their sets to challenge them. So... You know, they've just been in that really good position, Sam. When you look at the, the back end of the year, and we, we spoke about this when we talked about the year um, in advance. When you come back through by in round 22, you've got these last five games, and we've got through four wins on the trot against the Titans, the Tigers, the Seals, and the Dragons, and Dolphins next week. Everyone said that they, they could win all those games. It was a very favourable draw. What people didn't talk about was that how they were going to win those games and how they were going to look going into the final series. For, bo- for both the Warriors, like I was excited when Penrith lost last night. Mm. I've got to say that. Yep. I'll tell you what, I'm not excited that the Warriors won tonight. Yep. Because well, if they come up against the Penrith side, even the way that the Penrith are playing, with that stuff tonight, they ain't going to get him. Well, a Ben from Tiamudu here is really fired up. Kempi said, if that's the best Sean Johnson can do, forget it. The Warriors won't win the title playing like a bunch of amateurs. They didn't deserve to win tonight. That was from Ben. Well, see, everyone's expectations, and, and Ben, I, 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 I get the sentiment. I get the sentiment that, you know, our expectations now going into, you know, September is that we should actually be climbing a mountain. We shouldn't be sitting down in base camp, you know, losing players left, right and centre. And, and let's talk about that. So we lose Luke Metcalf tonight in the number six jersey. So he's a key player to the side. He's playing really good football. In, in that spine position, and now we've got tomorrow Martin has, has to come back. He's two weeks short of his best. Mm. So he's going to get a game against the Dolphins, and then he's straight into the, in the major semifinal um, up, against, up against either Penrith or the Broncos. Now, he's a very fit kid. I've got to say that. But generally, the first week takes a, takes a little bit of your scratchiness out, and the second week you start to build into your third week and your fourth week. Can we afford that? Well, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure that we can. And are all the other players at the at the back end of a long, long season? You have to say that you had no chance of uh, retiring Tohu Harris tonight. Aiden Funua Blake again played long minutes and looking really tired through that back end of that second. Um, I'm going to say the last quarter. And you've got to say if you've got really good benches coming off on these top four sides, Melbourne, mm. uh, Penrith, and Brisbane. They'll catch you out. Yeah, you can't you can't be tired in the middle of the pitch at that type of the game. I agree with you, Kempi. And look, God forbid, uh, Tamari Martin. I mean, they wouldn't put him out there if he wasn't fully fit. But just to, to lose another one, um, maybe next week would would really just put a massive dampener heading into the finals. The funny thing is, I I did hear you talking with uh, with Sam Ackerman with uh, with Staff as well uh, between six and seven, and you know he made a point which I think we do have to put into perspective. We're having this conversation about a team that isn't playing its best football but still winning and getting two points. A team that is going to potentially finish third or fourth after finishing 15th last year. The expectation 
at the moment is that we make the grand final. That's uh, some Sean Johnson's just helped someone rev- do a baby reveal, Kempi, and they're having a little girl. So congratulations to them. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about the expectation of this team to win a grand final or to to, to you know make a preliminary final. Move. I mean, should Warriors fans just be happy we're even in this position and just and just soak it in? Because twelve months ago we were in fifteenth with not a lot of hope. We've gotten rid of the coach. Stacey Jones had won about one of his last ten. Poor guy. And they we get an, a, an unknown entity in the form of Andrew Webster, who was an assistant. Uh, is, you know, are, are we, I guess, putting too much pressure on the end result of this season and not looking at just how far the team's come? Well, e- expectation is a funny thing, eh, Sammy? Because at the beginning of the year, our expectation was top eight. And we, we said if we make top eight, we'll be happy with the season coming on the back end of COVID. And all of a sudden, we go through those first uh, six rounds with only two losses, and, and we're sitting there in, in the eight going, whoa, hang on, hang on, here we go. We may be in for the eight early on than we thought. Then we lose the next four, you know. Oh, no, here we go. This is what we're talking about. The, you know, eight's great. And then all of a sudden, through the back end of the season, we've only lost two or three games, and we find ourselves sitting in third position. I, I think what you bring up is a very valid point, but expectation is a funny thing. The side is actually good enough this year to go and compete because they're in the top three. Mm. We don't get a top three position every single year. So you've got to make hay while the sun shines. And the sun is shining at the moment. Injuries are going to play a part. We said that, Sam. All right. Suspensions are going to play a part. We'll have a look at look at Latrell Mitchell. He's probably going to cost self a shot in the eight. All right. And the other part is referees. I'll tell you now, the guy at the middle tonight, he don't get a final. He, he, was, he was average at the best refereeing. So you've got those three components to play, but expectation says to us we're sitting in third. We need to go and grab that with both hands. And I, I think, you know, if we're thinking that and that's put onto that Warriors side, they need to perform. Yeah. Well, the other thing as well, Kempi, is it, it really – I know I've talked about it every single year, and you do get a sense of it watching all the other clubs, just how brutal the NRL season is. 27 weeks. Uh, yes, they, yes, they get three buys, but it's a heck of a long year straight into finals. I really get a sense of it now looking at this Warriors team, just seeing how tired they are at the back end here, thinking they don't get weeks off. they got the Dolphins next week. They're straight into finals football. If they don't win that first game, there's no week off, and it is straight on through to the – if they want to go to the grand final, it's, it's another three games. So – it is brutal. These guys do not get a break. They do not get a rest. The only teams that really do get the luxury of that are teams like Penrith, that if they do finish eight points clear of everyone else, they know what they're doing in the finals. They can do it. They can't even do it this year, given what happened last night against the Eels. So it's, uh, it, it, it has given me a massive appreciation for just how long and hard the season is and how the Warriors are, are really suffering from, uh, from not being able to rest these guys a little bit more. A text in here from Kevin on double eight double three, and I feel like Kevin might be an alias of yours, Kempi, because it says... Uh, yes, the Warriors, number one, never gives up and got them home. A few more need to start looking in the mirror. Kempi, you're an absolutely brilliant commentator, full of info, Kevin and Titarangi. Yes, thank you, Kevin. And no, <laughs> no, that's not that's not my burner phone. That's actually Kev from Titarangi, and he's got a good multi-gun in tomorrow. Darcy LaBella into another one. I, I can't remember, actually, the name of Alan's other horse, but he's got a two-horse multi. I think he's paying $30, Sam. Um, so best of luck with that one tomorrow. Big races at Tarapa and, of course, Awapuni. Uh, look, Sam, there's, there's expectation and then there's the, the coaching that really needs to come and play this part in the next couple of weeks. All right, So you've got the Dolphins next week and you've got results that still need to play out for the rest of the weekend. Of course, you've got the Broncos to still 
get over the line. You, we know where Penrith finished. We've got Melbourne that can be jumping down our throats going into that last round. And we're going to see a lot played out last, in the last week. Me and you are going to be stuck glued to the TV all weekend because we're going to get a really good indication of where we need to be come that first week of semi-final football. But leading into that, after this weekend, coaching needs to take hold. So what do you do? Like, let's say that you're going to be finishing second, third, and you are playing Penrith, and there's no way that they're going to finish top. All right? Well, you might as well just have a look at your team and make sure that they're right for that Penrith game. Mm. A Penrith, you know, if you, look, if you look at what Penrith is struggling with, well, they lost their six last night too. Yep. But they've lost their whole left edge. There's no Targle. There's no Sorensen. Brian, um, Brian Toro is struggling. Uh, and you've got Dylan Edwards coming back because he needed a rest. Right. When you think about it like that, well, they're right for the taking. You know what I mean? Well, to be honest, Kippy, even the Raiders-Broncos game tomorrow night, I mean, the Raiders, it's up in Canberra, the Raiders are sort of fighting to make sure they stay inside the top eight, and the Broncos don't have Adam Reynolds coming fresh off a bye. So, you know, God forbid something happens there, then, you know, once again, we're having a whole different conversation at the end of tomorrow evening. It's, uh, like you said, we'll be glued to the TV, because every single game uh, on Saturday, in particular, and Sunday, has massive ramifications. The, The biggest game tomorrow is a New South Wales Cup game between the Warriors and St. George. Tomorrow, Martin, he needs to be wrapped up in cotton wool because there's no way in the world we need to lose another 5-8 in that game and then we're going back and we're looking at a scratchy type of half um, pairing in and amongst Egan and, and Sean Johnson and Nickel Clockstead. So what's worked for us all year, Tomorrow, Martin, who has, to be, has been put out because of that ankle injury and Luke Metcalf's come in, it should be a smooth enough transition to get in there. Plus you've got the experience of Tomorrow, Martin as well that comes in and plays that that part. But for me, it's it's sort of like when we sort of lose a little bit of that bench um, with no Jazz Tavaga there. And of course, Dills Walker had to go and play six for a big part of that game tonight. So we lose a lot through that middle part and, and, the, and the system that has got us to where we are tonight. That's where the coaching comes in. How does, how does Andrew Webster manage the team going into the last round to prepare them for that first week of finals, knowing that he knows if he's got Dills Walker coming off in that 14 jersey, he's got a real, um, per, a real threat of energy coming off and changing the game. Now, if you can't have that and you haven't got Jazz Tavaga to back that up, who else is going to do that for him? Mm. Because that's the, that's the question. Because if you, you can't bring Tamari Martin back onto the bench now, you've probably got to carry Lusick. Yeah. You've got to carry um, Bunty or four. Tom Arley now comes back into the mix, and you've got Dills Edwards sitting there. Uh, Dills Walker sitting there. Mm. So what happens if Dills Walker isn't sitting there? Well, I don't want to contemplate that, Kempe, because... Because uh, it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> there's, too many, there's, too many, there's too many moving parts there that I, but I'd, rather just, uh, I'd rather just stay, you know believe that everyone's going to stay fit and healthy. I know that's uh, probably too too much to ask, but Metcalf, who did pull up with a hamstring injury tonight, we think it might be season-ending for him. Uh, that definitely changes the makeup of uh, of Andrew Webster's thinking. Might make it easier for him. We'll find out when he names the team for the Dolphins on Tuesday. Currently 10 points to nil. The Cowboys leading the Dolphins in that game, the late game for your Friday night. We will take a break here on Warriors Live on ECNZ. Hopefully when we come back, we may have our press conferences starting with Ryan Carr, the Dragons coach. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll hear from Andrew Webster, maybe Torhu Harris as well. Well, stick with us here on Warriors Live. Welcome back into Warriors Live here on ECNZ. Hopefully the press conference is not too far away for you. We will bring those to you. Double eight, double three. If you want to get involved on the, the uh, 
text machine, or you can give us a call if you want. 0800-150-811. Let us know how you uh, viewed the game this evening. 10 points to nil, the Cowboys over the Dolphins. Can uh, be areas of concern for the Warriors this evening, particularly on attack, because um, we talked about fatigue and, and you're talking about players looking tired, but is there anything structurally that you've been seeing, uh, particularly over the last couple of weeks, maybe tonight, that has you going, if they want that attack to click, they need to start doing X, Y, Z? Well, the the worrying factor is they're not capitalising on, on the rub of the green, you know, like they've got so many repeat sets right on the back end, if you remember, Sammy, in that first half, right on the back of the end of the tackle count. And they should be capitalising on that. That's why I was saying they should have went into the first half, uh, into half time with a lot more points on board than what they got. But they're not doing that. So, so when you look at it like that, you go, well, what's the game management like? How's the middle going? How are they setting up the edges? Then they lose the players uh, to an HIA and, and a knee injury for St. George, and they don't go down that right edge. Uh, of St. George's when they've got a, a hooker sitting on the wing and a back row sitting in the centres and they don't identify that. Oh, look, I could just imagine someone like an Andrew Johns or Cooper Cronk who's sitting in there, Marky Halfbacks, going, hey, I'll tell you what, and Cameron Smith saying, I'll tell you what, you just go to that left-hand side of the pitch and we're going to come down and we're going to put the centre, uh, this back row and this hooker under pressure and make them tackle us. And if they're good enough, they're good enough. If they're not, we'll score points. So the worrying part of this is the management of the game. We need to get back to, Sam, what we were good at right at the beginning of the year. What we were good at right at the beginning of the year was setting a platform in the middle of the pitch so that we could go to the edges. Now, we seem to be going whenever we want, willy-nilly, and just, I guess, believing a little bit too much in our own offence that we can score on every play. Mm. Now, we need to set it up. We can't go and do that. We need to set it up. We might not get them the first time, the second time, but we've got to stick within the system and get them on the third time. And for me, at the moment, it's a bit it's a bit of rabble. You know, you've got Sean Johnson floating around the back. He's catching it. Yes, he's kicking it. You've got the forwards playing a bit in the middle and passing the football around, not really setting a tone. And our edges, when they get the football there, they haven't done a hell of a lot to the defensive line because that's what we're missing. Mm. St. George, which was really surprising for me, they looked a better team after 80 minutes. Well, I, th- I take your point of, um, you know, previously when the Warriors have done well, they've, they've gone through the middle, like you've said, then gone out to an edge to pull the defence one way and then they go back the other. Whereas at the moment, they sort of set up in the middle and by the time they go out to an edge, it's almost cramped up. They haven't given themselves enough space. Uh, and so, you know, that they're not able to get any sort of leg on the uh, the defensive line. I think uh, Ryan Carr and Ben Hunter just about to uh, to front the press conference. So uh, I can see them walking into the booth now. Uh, so uh, we will bring that to you now. You're in the fight for a long time tonight, weren't you? The game. Yeah, frustrating, mate. Yeah, we were in it. Um, just again, it's like Groundhog Day for us at the moment. We're, we're giving ourselves the best chance to win games and we're finding ways to not win them in key moments. Um, we just spoke about that in there. I mean, to come here against full credit, I'll just start by saying, like, Great stuff, Warriors. It's great to see them doing well in the game for the game of rugby league worldwide. Um, they've played extremely well all year, and it's, it's awesome for them to um, be in the finals and make the top four just for the game of rugby league as a whole. But yeah, for us tonight, like against, like, nothing went our way. 45% possession. We're playing them here at home. We're a good team at home with 25,000 loud fans, and to be in the game with seven minutes to go there and then we can't with the probably a cr- crucial error when we had a chance to win it. It was disappointing and frustrating for the team. 
What did you make of the Adding to try at the end there? Zach seemed to make some contact with the ball. But... Oh, Sloney. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll, yeah, I'll have to relook at it, mate. I, I, we was talking about here. The ball was on the ground, and his, his hands yeah. on the ball. So yeah, I, I questioned the ref, and they said he has to be attempting to ground the ball. They said he was attempting to pick it up. So yeah, I don't Tough know one. how they judge attempt. But that's <clears> right. That's right. Apparently they do. Uh, ben, you've got a lot of young players in the team that play an atmosphere like that, pretty hostile, um, and for them to you know, boss a lot longer in that game, is that encouraging for a you know, rough season and looking forward to next season? Yeah, definitely encouraging. Looking forward, that's for sure. Um, you know, we've got a really good group of young guys here. I think they just need a bit more time and you know, possibly you know, a couple more old heads around them to, to help bring them through. And um, Yeah, you can't fault the effort that our whole team put in tonight and you know, a lot of those young guys were part of that. It's you know, just got to be smarter at times. Yeah, you must be pleased though with some of your efforts being game players like Dallin and Chewy keep pretty quiet. Yeah, we definitely had a, um, a plan to try and keep them quiet tonight and um, yeah, I think we did that with those two but you know, they've got a lot of other strike weapons as well that, that can hurt you and you know, they're just playing a really good brand of footy tonight and uh, this, this year, sorry, and yeah, hard to handle. But just following on from your coach's comments generally, what do you think it does for the sport to have the Warriors back in the top four? It's been a long time. Oh, it's massive for the sport, and you know it's it's really good to see after what happened in COVID and what what they all gave up and staying in Australia and things like that. It's yeah, it's it's really exciting to see, and I'm I'm you know I hate losing, but you know I'm excited that the Warriors are going well and they're up in the top four and. Yeah, doing it for their for their fans back here. They're really getting behind them. It's you know, showed tonight. It's a really tough place to come and play when their fans are behind them. Yeah, I think syndesmosis, mate. Yeah, so it's pretty bad. Poor kid. It was um, unfortunate. It was awesome to be able to give him his debut um, back here in Auckland, where he was born and bred and, and grew up. And um, we were so excited for him. And. Unfortunately, the injury came a little bit early in the game and threw us out of whack. And then we had, a, in the same incident, I think Lomax went off with a head knock. So we had Jacob Little on the left wing, Billy Burns, uh, Mark and Dallin, who's obviously killing it with the try scoring. And that's what I mean. Like, we're, we're doing, to go through all that adversity and still be in the game with seven minutes to go when they have an error coming out of trouble. And I thought we were winning the battle there. I thought we were on top of them. And I thought, you know, if we just go and put one on them there, I think we win the game. And unfortunately, we come up with an error and they went down the field and that, that incident in the end goal there where Adam scored. So, yeah, like when you consider all the adversity we went through with losing Sione and Zach through the game, we lost D Russ to a head knock as well. We had people going everywhere. Oh, I didn't even know who I was going to put where. I was just yelling out random changes and they found a way just to turn up and save tries. It was unreal. Yeah, it's a learning thing. You've got to go through them to get, to get through them. Um, got that one wrong, obviously. I think he's just trying to pick it up and make a play when, or was it 10-6 at the time? we probably just got to just go for a short dropout, see if you can get one back and you get the ball back, you're still a chance of winning. Or even if you don't, it's... They might get a penalty, but yeah, it's probably a learning experience for him, and it, it hurt us in the end. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. There you go, uh, Coach uh, Ryan Carr and Ben Hunt, ben Hunt uh, in the press conference there with their thoughts uh, on the match, and uh, well, understandably disappointed. But uh, I guess when you're that low 
uh, on the ladder, Kempe, you, you're sort of trying to find the positives wherever you can. Um, for them, I guess it was the fact that uh, they only lost to a team in the top four by uh, by 12 points. We'll take another break here on Warriors Live. Still hoping to bring you the press comments between uh, Andrew Webster and maybe Captain Toru Harris. So we'll take another short break, hopefully bring that to you after this. Welcome back into Warriors Live. We are just waiting for Andrew Webster uh, to come to the press conference. Taking his time, Kempe, maybe he's having a bit of a spray I to think his he, troops I think in the dressing room. I think he's having a couple of quiet words to a few boys over there at the moment. And yeah. they're just going through, you know... When you when you when you're coaching and you, and you lose a couple of players, it really throws a little bit of a spanner in the work, semi. And and I think they're just sitting over there, just taking a little bit of time uh, in and around, and maybe a chat with the coaches about what next week looks like. So, um, you know, it wasn't the prettiest of wins, but it was a win for the Warriors. I'm I'm so happy for them. They they still sit within the four because we know Sam, and we've said this so many times that you can't win the competition if you're sitting outside the four. So. Let's just hope that, uh, you know, there's a couple of players here that aren't too bad as far as injury goes, as Andrew Webster makes his way over across from the eastern side now to the press conference. What do you make of the uh, the Dolphins next week, Kempe? They're currently down 18 points to nil against the Cowboys with uh, 31 minutes gone in the first half. Do you think they pose much of a, fr- a threat uh, next week? Well, they shouldn't, should they? When you're, playing a top, when you're playing a top four side going into the semis, you'd want to go in there and make a statement. Um, up in Brisbane, you're going to get plenty of Kiwis up there. You're possibly going back there the following week to play the Brisbane Broncos at a full stadium. Um, you'd want to go up there and, and, like I said, make a make a real statement. So I don't think I don't think they'll come up against you know a, a Dolphin side like they did at the beginning of the year. But you you know I've seen this happen so many times before, Sam, especially the the last game of the season where a team with nothing to play for just goes out and expresses himself and, and has some fun. And that's really dangerous against a side that goes into uh, the final round knowing that the following week they're in the finals for the first time for a long time and not wanting to go in there, any one of them, with an injury. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a scary week, actually. It'll be interesting to see how he names a side. Like I said, the biggest game tomorrow is the New South Wales game against St George tomorrow, Martin, playing. Does he play, you know, the full game? Do they actually pull him out tonight and, and wrap him up just to give him... Um, enough time, I guess, with the team during the week to, to prepare for this game against the Dolphins. So I think that's more like what, what will come out uh, Monday, Tuesday from the from the Warriors. They'll, we'll hear how serious the Luke Metcalf injury is. We'll probably hear um, in and around a couple of other little small niggly injuries. Maybe some players might get a rest. But the main one is uh, tomorrow, Martin, does he play tomorrow or does he get brought straight back in the first round? Right, we see Andrew Webster making his way into the press conference, so we might just take a, uh, a last break here so that we get the full press conference for you. So stay with us here on Warriors Live. Andrew Webster, Toru Harris coming up after this. Welcome back into Warriors Live. Tony Kemp just showing us an inappropriate video in the commentary box up here. Andrew Webster and Toru Harris uh, fronting the press conference. Now <laughs> we'll go live to them. All smiles. Another win, yep. top four. Yep. Congratulations. How was that? You must be a bit nervous at times in the box. Constantly nervous. Um, I don't get nervous ever barring the 80 minutes, uh, which is the best part of the week to see the boys play. That's what you look forward to. And, but yeah, you, you're ner- always nervous until you know it's done. So yeah, but I thought the boys defended unbelievable tonight. I thought that was the best part of our game. Um, we weren't really disciplined at times. We let well, a lot of times. We let them out of their own end. Didn't build any pressure. But yeah, they scored a try from a kick, um, not from breaking us down. I never thought they really looked like doing that. So 
Um, yeah, really proud of the boys, the way they defend it, and top four. Like, unbelievable achievement for the club, and the whole club should be really proud. Um, but we've got another goal now, so um, we're going to move on pretty quick. But right tonight, we're going to enjoy the fact that we, we get to be a, a top four team. And I was saying, Arthur Wiles has gone quite wide. Zion has been in the Philippines with Steve Kerr. I don't know if you saw that, the Golden State Warriors coach. Yep. Said, up the Wiles. Did you see that? What did you make of that? No, he's a wire from way back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, he rang me and Banger during the week and gave us a couple of a bit of advice and around, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a WAR fan. No, I I didn't say it, but <laughs> I'll pretend I did. But I'm really happy you did it. It's good. Uh, hamstring. Yeah, not his. Don't know how bad. Not his. He meant to make a tackle and he turned and he felt it. Um, not his. One he's done in the past, so it's his other side. So it's the first time he's done that one. So if there's anything good out of a bad situation, that's probably good news. But um, yeah, we'll just wait and see. It's it's we we're pretty boring for you guys, but we actually don't know anymore until he scans and until and, and that won't be for we'll wait until the swelling goes down until we do that, so we can see what the scan looks like properly. Tomorrow tomorrow. Tomorrow will play tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. Okay, he could have gone back on, but we had Josh there, and we're, because we had we're running out of middle subs, we thought it was just best to kind of keep it how it was. We needed to use the subs that we wanted to use. On, uh, he's got a slight strain in, in, in his knee, but uh, but he could have returned, and he wanted to return, and the medical team thought he could. But we needed to use those subs on our middle rotation because because of that situation. So, um, yeah, we just, we, we were close to putting him on a couple of times, but we just needed to make sure we prioritise that. I'm sure we've played a lot of final series before, a game like tonight, that armory saw. Is that the sort of game you need leading up to a final series to know that you, the memory and, and, and how you sort of go back into the last 10 minutes of that game and lost a little? Yeah, I think so. Uh, a lot of, lot of those finals games um, come down to how you defend and, um, you're constantly under pressure, and and how you defend in those moments, um, you know, is key to winning those winning those games. So we certainly put ourselves in a in, under a lot of pressure with our discipline, and um, I thought we defended really well, um, especially on our line. But um, yeah, we just can't afford to have that kind of discipline um, in in the big games towards the end of the year. What do you think is still missing, given how well you know the team came from? Yeah, tonight was, if you think about it, it, it was we put the ball in the corner really well. So we kicked really well, put them in there, and then I think we gave away three or four penalties in the second half out of the corner. And then we gave away another one, and then we, they invited them down to our line. First half, we kicked the ball in the corner, we chased down. We'd have had all this aggression. We'd, We'd try and be aggressive and then we'd fall off the tackle instead of just calming down in that situation. The rest of the defence, the rest of the attack, our style of play could not fault it. Everything was OK. I mean, we didn't take a couple of opportunities with some tries disallowed and stuff like that. Um, but honestly, tonight was different to the last three or four weeks. We defended really well. We, if we um, <clears throat> had got our discipline right out of when they were coming out of the corners, we would have put them under a lot of pressure. And Last four weeks, we've played teams that are absolutely fearless. Like the things they try and do, 
you just don't see that from a, a, a team that's coming top four because they want to be reliable with the way they play. And I, I actually thought Dragons in the, in the last three games of play, that how fearless they were, they executed a lot of really good stuff. So um, I think you know, Dragons the last two weeks have played particularly well. Um, but yeah, I, I, was, I thought tonight looked way different to the other three weeks where we probably haven't been happy. But we just got to get that, that discipline right out of corners tonight. I know you just finished this game, but do you know, you how you've got to approach next week's one? Are you going for? No, I'll, because I hate looking ahead. And it's always, it is part of my job to, to stay present, look at the now, and then look at what's coming ahead. But um, I just really want to get with the coaches and have a chat and see how we're going to attack it. Um, I think, I think for us is like, what, what we to be a top four team is unbelievable, but I just feel like the changing rooms really the boys they really want more, so we'll work out what the best plan to go about that is. But as far as our style of play goes and the way we defend and our attack and what we want to achieve, nothing will change there. We'll, we'll tidy things up and we'll get better, but um, how, we, how we attack other things, we'll work that out um, tomorrow and the next day. Talking just a word on the ground tonight, it was pretty loud out there. I'm assuming like left to play in front of such a <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. Um, the crowd has been outstanding all year long. Um, even even when we've had to travel, um, our, our supporters have travelled really well, and and we can, we've heard them every single game. So um, you know, I'm hoping it's not the last game we have here at Mount Smart, but um, or go Media Stadium, I should say, but. Um, yeah, like their support's been unreal for us and, and they really do give us a kick out there. I know it's not your decision, but would that be your preference to play a finals game at Just say it, mate. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, like, this is our home. Um, this is where you know, the Warriors sort of belong. So, um, yeah, 100%. It, it should be here. Mm. And Tori, the team wants to peak in September. You can sort of plan for it. Are you feeling on the road to peaking in a couple of weeks? Um, well, well, I hope so, but uh, I, there's still another game to go, and um, like I, I don't want to look past that one. And it's another opportunity for us to get better. So, um, yeah, it's just another step we need to take and get better, and hopefully put in a really good performance that gives us um, a lot of confidence for the week after. Tom, it was your 100 game in the Warriors jersey tonight. How was how was it? Yeah, it's a um, pretty special moment. Um, look, walk in the gym and you see all the guys who played 100 games for the Warriors um, before me, and um, they got to play with a lot of them. But there's some some of them that have gone on to do some great things in their career. So to be up on the wall alongside those guys is a pretty special feeling. Just on that topic, from the past couple of years, COVID and whatnot, to be here now. Can you just reflect on that journey? Because it's happened pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a lot of questions tonight. You're going well. <laughs> Keep going. Um, yeah, uh, I, th I think, like, this year has, has it's obviously been night and day to, to the previous years. Um, and it's been, been a whole lot of fun. So we're just enjoying every moment of it. And um, I feel like the year has, has gone quick, but I feel like... We've um, yeah, enjoyed each week as it's come, so 
it's been a fun year and, and hopefully it, it gets even better. Thanks. Thank you. There you go, Andrew Webster and uh, Toru Harrison. Toru Harris uh, quipping that he uh, had to field a bit more questions than he normally does, uh, Kempe. The, obviously, uh, obviously, you know, the Waz, they're, they're winning, and uh, there's a few people who else that want to go down to the media conference and keep us up till midnight. Yeah, or till 11 o'clock. Late night, Kempe. I'm, I'm very, very tired, mate. Are you going straight to bed, or are you going to try and no, watch no, the second no, half? No, no, I'll, straight out, I'll get straight out. Get back in the, well, right straight away. out to town? Yeah, straight out. I'm yep, going to go and you know, enjoy it. What are you doing? He, what's, can, I can hear it. It's coming. What are you doing? Is that is that your da- are those your dance moves? <laughs> you going down to the fox, are you? Um, Kempi, uh, can you give me a prediction about what? About uh, where how this is all going to finish? Well, I think they'll finish in third position. I'm not too sure who they'll play. I think if Brisbane win tonight, Brisbane win the the minor premiership um, tomorrow. Tomorrow, and uh, I think that we play Penrith at Penrith in the first game. And what happens? We win. And then what happens in week three? We have the week off. In week three? Oh, when we come back, they'll go on the other side and we play Brisbane to win at the grand final. We'll play one of those other teams down the bottom, probably Melbourne, and then we go through and play Brisbane in the final. You like that, Sammy? Yep. Yeah, and we and we win the final as well. 100%. Okay, interesting. Well, look, that is, uh, that is the regular season done and dusted at Go Media Stadium, Mount Smart. Of course, we have one more game next week against the uh, Dolphins over at Suncorp. Uh, there will be a home finals game here for the Warriors, uh, TBC, on whether that is here or Eden Park. Uh, I heard Mark Watson um, call this place an absolute crap hole, Kempi, but I think Mount Smart's a much better uh, viewing experience than Eden Park. Where uh, was so that what, coming out of? Watto needs to pull his head in. Uh, but that is us for <laughs> another week. We will be calling We will be calling the game live for you next uh, Sunday against the Dolphins at Suncorp, so you can tune into SENZ for that. But uh, for myself and Kempi, big shout-out to Robinho See back, at the grand in, final, back in the booth as well. Uh, round 26 for the Warriors done and dusted. We'll see you next Sunday.